It is Friday. It is one day until the weekend. I hope I can start your weekend off well with another episode of Max Sports. We're going to do a recap on what happened in the NBA on Thursday. Big worries about ESPN. I'll tell you why in that segment. Then I'll give you my prediction for Friday night's game and what's going to happen this weekend. When it comes to the NBA, we'll do our quick hockey segment because I want to always make our hockey fans feel involved. Then we'll be talking about the big news when it comes to the NFL today. So let's get into it. Enjoy your weekend. Let's start off. Well, Thursday had a very big game in the NBA, and while I forgot to give a prediction in the last game, I was going to be correct with it, and I can explain why if you don't believe me, but the Denver Nuggets defeated the Los Angeles Lakers, taking the series lead 2-0. Jamal Murray led the Nuggets with 37 points, 10 rebounds, and 4 assists, and LeBron was one rebound shy of a 22-point triple-double. Um Like I said, I think that the Nuggets are going to win the series. And while I didn't say it in last night's episode, I like the Nuggets to win that game. Due to the fact that when I did my series prediction, I said that the the Lakers, the thing that they've been doing very well in this postseason, is stealing game one. They've been a road team to start every series, and they usually were able to steal one, whether it was the, uh, the Warriors or it was the Grizzlies. They were able to steal a game in both of those, and that is huge for a team that doesn't get the home court advantage. You flip it immediately. They didn't do that this time, and they weren't able to win either of these Nuggets games. I like the Nuggets to probably win one of the next two games in L.A., and I think they could wrap it up as soon as their next trip back to Denver. Um, So, yeah, uh, speaking of the big worries about ESPN, um. Yeah, I've, I've heard that there's smoke, there's flames coming from their corporate offices. Um, a lot of their talent uh, is, is just screaming, ripping their hair out. And you might ask, why? What What's so crazy? Well, as it looks right now, they might have to uh, write articles and go on TV and talk about NBA basketball that doesn't have uh, LeBron being every topic. So that is a worry for them. I am praying for ESPN. I hope they can get through this tough time. But as we look forward to this weekend, we're going to move to the Eastern Conference Finals. So, Heat Celtics Game 2. It is my most popular pick of the day. This is this is like the maxed pick, if you want to give it a, a nickname and a dumb segment. Maxed pick. We're going to pick the Celtics over the Heat tonight. It is a must-win game for them. They cannot drop two at home as the favorite to win this series. I'm taking the Celtics easily. Again, just like I said with the Heat, in that pick a couple weeks ago, this is the pick. Like, if you are a betting man, you need the Celtics tonight. I think they'll win this one and tie it up before they head to Miami. Going into the weekend, I will have the Lakers defeating the Nuggets in Game 3 Saturday night. It's a must-win game for the Lakers. They can't drop 3-0 on them or else the series is over when they go back to Denver. So, again, take the Lakers there. And then Heat at or Celtics at Heat game three. I'm assuming that this game will most likely be uh, the series will be tied one one here. I would like to see. I I think I'll be taking the Heat here to take a two one lead over the Celtics. So that's the that's the weekend forecast when it comes to your NBA playoffs. Those are my predictions. We'll see how close I am. I have been doing pretty good with them so far. So we'll see if I can keep the hot streak going. 
We'll be moving on to NHL talk real quick. And uh, I'll run down my predictions again for some of the hockey games coming up soon. Well, I said I liked the Florida Panthers to win the East Finals against the Hurricanes, but I didn't think that they'd be starting this good this soon. They have won in four overtimes against the Hurricanes, beating them 3-2 to two, uh, Thursday night. Big upset to win game one. I said I liked the Florida Panthers. I thought that they might have underachieved a bit this year, and they were kind of a favorite. They were what the Boston Bruins were last year and lost early. This year, I think they're kind of fixing what they messed up last year. I do like the Panthers to win this series still, while I think they'll probably lose their next game because, again, usually home teams, it's hard to win road games in the playoffs. They're not going to drop two to the Florida, but I do like the Panthers to win the series. So I am, I'm, I'm getting good at the hockey predictions while I still do not know the game. Well, I can, I can predict a playoff series pretty well. And that's one thing I I've gotten pretty proud of doing over the, uh, over the last couple of years. So as for the golden Knights and the stars, I'm taking the Vegas Knights to win it again. I told you my Stanley cup prediction is going to be golden Knights versus Panthers. If that is the case, then I will make a prediction on it. Then I think that's a pretty safe prediction. I think that's going to be the one that stands. I'm taking the Golden Knights to win tonight in Vegas over the Stars. So, what do you think about those ones? Do you you think the, who do you think's winning this game tonight? Again, I think it's a very good chance that the home team covers and wins in Vegas. As for the weekend, just like the NBA, my weekend forecast, we have. Again, game two, Panthers-Hurricanes. I'm going to take the Canes to win this one. I thought they were going to win game one. I don't think they can lose game two. So, again, when when you're pushed back to the wall, I think you play a little harder, and I think that the Hurricanes will win this one. Again, I still like the Panthers to win the series, though. As for game two, I will take the Golden Knights to win game two. So, by Sunday, it should be um, 1-1, Carolina and... um, Florida, and then for Stars, Golden Knights, I think it'll be a 2-0 lead for Vegas. So those are the predictions. Keep an eye on them. We'll see if they hold up. And the Monday episode, now on to the big signing in the NFL today. Now, if you didn't hear the big quarterback extension that happened today, hold on to your pants. Mitchell Trubisky signed an extension with the Steelers for the foreseeable future. This changes the playing field. And if I'm a Bengals fan, if I'm a Browns fan, if I'm a Ravens fan, I am, I'm I'm scared. I mean, Mitchell Trubisky, you hear that name and all you think of is fear. You know, as a Lions fan, uh, we actually never beat Mitchell Trubisky when he was a Chicago bear. Don't know if that actually speaks more about him or our team at the time, but, (laughs) but no, all jokes aside, um, Trubisky is uh, signing to most likely be a backup role for Kenny Pickett in Pittsburgh. Makes it a weird feeling that they kept Trubisky and Mason Rudolph. I don't know why they have two. Okay. Backups when they really only need one. Whatever the case is, uh, that that was their extension. So, speaking of uh, big news today, 
Um, the Bay Area, Super Bowl 60. Yes, Levi Stadium, where the San Francisco 49ers play, has been announced as the host of Super Bowl 60. I can't wait to see the Detroit Lions playing in it this year. Um, I'll just throw it out there. They're probably going to be playing the Chiefs. It'll be a rematch of the Week 1 matchup, and I like the Lions to win it. Go Lions. It's our year. I know we can do it. Um, so, let me ask you when it comes to the NFL. Um, there's a lot of questions about quarterbacks. When will the rookies be playing? I want to try and have answers for you here. So, we got some big names. Bryce Young. We got Will Levis. We got uh, C.J. Stroud. And we got Anthony Richardson. You could try and say names like Hendon Hooker, but I think with his fit in Detroit he's, and the fact that he's still rehabbing his leg, don't think he's going to be playing this year. So we got, we'll say four. We'll do the four quarterbacks. I saw ESPN make this article talking about how all of the 16 rookies will fit with their new teams. Honestly, sorry. I don't really care about Clayton Toon or uh, Stetson Bennett. Um, sorry if uh, you were coming here to hear about them, but. Maybe maybe another day if they actually get some playing time. But we're going to do the guys that actually had first-round grades on them. Um, to start things off, we'll be doing Bryce Young. When will he be starting this upcoming season? Well, they had announced Andy Dalton as the starter, but I don't know if that'll even be a thing going into week one. I mean, I don't think you give up all of the draft capital you did to get a guy that you don't feel comfortable starting week one. Now, I will say with that Carolina Panthers helmet on, I'll, I'll be honest, uh, Bryce Young kind of looks like a coach's kid out there uh, pretending to be a football player. I want him to do good. When I when I make jokes about it, I want him to be good. I am very terrified with how small he is. Again, it's the thing I said when it came to the, the NFL scouting area before he was even a draft pick and, and selected in the NFL. I love every part of his game except his size. He's very tiny, and he looks like a bobblehead out there. I want him to be good. I want him to be good, and I don't want him to get hurt. But you see him line up there with the big Panthers offensive line, and you're just thinking, oh, God, when is someone just going to take his head off? I don't know. I'm hoping it's not, but... Yeah, so bottom line, I think Bryce Young is going to be starting week one, even if they say right now Andy Dalton is a starter. Let's be honest, you're trying to sell tickets here. Nobody wants to see Andy Dalton. So on to Houston. Houston, we got C.J. Stroud. They have Davis Mills still, but I think it is C.J. Stroud who's going to be starting day one. Again, you don't draft a guy that high and not take him as your quarterback. Um and not start him as your quarterback, they wouldn't have drafted him if they wanted Davis Mills to start next year. So, once again, I like the thought of of Mills being put in the bench or or just sent away. And uh, I like the thought of C.J. Stroud again starting day one. Anthony Richardson could be an interesting one. I don't know how far he is through his development, obviously. That's something that only the Colts would really know. However, again, he was drafted so high, it's hard for me to think that he won't start day one. This was the prospect, if everyone remembers, that a lot of people were like, "Uh, he has a lot of potential, but he's very, very, very raw. Um, 
I don't know if he should be starting week one. Now, they really don't have anyone else outside of Sam Ellinger. I think that's who it was that they had. Um, I'm, I'm assuming that. It, it, the the Colts quarterback situation has been a blur the last couple of years, and it, it just keeps getting worse. Like, I, I, it feels like it was a like five years ago when Phillip Rivers played there, but it was only like two or three. Uh, bottom line is the Colts quarterback situation is a mess, and I don't think they want to mess it up with Anthony Richardson. So I wouldn't be shocked if Ellinger starts a couple games, and then once his feet start getting wet, Richardson takes over. I could be completely wrong with it. I like that decision the most, though. Again, you don't want a guy like him to lose his confidence that early um, at the NFL level. So you want to make sure his accuracy, his his mechanics, his development, all are moving forward before you throw him out there. Maybe they'll give him some uh, preseason time to see how ready he is, and then maybe a decision will be made. And then finally, we got Will Levis. So, Will Levis. Um, the guy that Mel Kuyper liked more than every other player pretty much and gave an amazing draft grade because the Titans took him in the second round. Maybe there's a reason that they took him in the second round. Who knows? But um, when it comes to Will Levis, I kind of see a player that has a ceiling of like the MVP Carson Wentz year and has the floor of Carson Wentz last year. Um I think he'll probably sit this year behind Tannehill due to the fact that I don't think Tannehill is a movable contract. You might as well get some work out of him and let Levis develop behind him while Tannehill is still expensive and still unmovable. Then move on from him next year and play Levis. What does this mean for Malik Willis, though? That is my question due to the fact that they have two quarterbacks now, and they don't always carry three on the roster. Is Malik Willis going to be moved or traded or cut or just lost to the depth chart forever. Um, I, I feel bad for the kid because I think a lot of people fell uh, into the hype with him. I, I know I did for a little bit when I thought the lions were taking a quarterback last year. Uh, I fell in with the hype for a bit. Um, I'll be honest though, when he was at Liberty, I really couldn't see a lot of his games. So it was kind of hard to understand if he was really that good or not. But um, yeah, at, at least the Titans didn't use a first on him, but my goodness. So going around the NFL, back to some other quarterback talk, the Packers offensive coordinator says that they are um, capable of using everything on the table with Jordan Love. Now, I will say the thing with Love, and while Rodgers has always been kind of a sneaky athlete, I don't know how because it never looks like he's running fast, but he just always is able to avoid tackles and run for like five yards. Him and Mahomes do this. Like They look like the least athletic players ever to just like get a 15-yard run out of nowhere, and it drives me nuts every time. Like One of them escape and like cut up field and get like 15 yards and like they, people just like slip off of them. Like they're bathed in like grease. All right. Sorry. Mini rant out the side there, but Jordan love they're capable. They're comfortable doing everything with him in their offensive system. You would think so. And you would hope so knowing that love has been there for like four years and has yet to really start a season for the Packers. I think that they will be better than some people might think. I've seen a lot of people thinking that the Packers only get like six or seven wins this year. I think they probably go eight and nine or nine and eight, depending how some of the coin toss games go this year. Um, Jordan Love has more 
he's, he's had more experience in the NFL than Justin Fields. Now, maybe not starting, but he's been in the NFL longer. He's been with the Packers. He's been in the same system for several years. I think that this is a very, very smart decision what the Packers have done, develop a guy behind Rodgers for years so they can start him off strong. I think it's going to be not – I don't think it's going to be a playoff year for them because I think they go 8-9 and nine or 9-8, nine and eight, and I don't know if that will necessarily cut it this year. But I think the Packers have a chance to beat some teams that people don't necessarily think they will. They drafted a lot of weapons, a tight end, a receiver, Jaden Reed, go Spartans. But they have some some already established players, Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson really came on strong the last second half of the season. Their defense is solid, even though I think it is getting a little older they had Lucas Van Ness. They got the Captain America looking guy like I talked about in the draft. But I think the Packers are, aren't as far away as people think from a from another solid run in the NFL. They're not a dumb organization. There's a reason why it's been like 50 years since the, like, the last time they needed a quarterback since Brett Favre. They, they make good decisions and they build well between uh, the Aaron Rodgers moves and the Devontae Adams picks. They're going to have a stash of picks for the future that they're going to be able to get good players out of. So, uh, yeah, I'm not too worried about the Packers and the fact that they could get a long-term deal with Jordan Love. I think that they're going to be a very formidable opponent for years to come. I don't know why people always just think that the Packers are done for. They're closer to a rebuild than a lot of people think, and a lot closer than I'd probably like to admit. So... Um, that'll be around the NFL today. Those are the big topics. Again, what do you think about the rookies? Who do you think is your favorite rookie quarterback? Who do you think needs uh, some more attention in the NFL? Who's a team that you're worried about that you haven't really heard much of yet? Is there a player that, or a player or a team where you're like, ooh, they're going to be scary and nobody really is thinking of it right now. So enjoy your weekend. Hopefully you have some good moments, good memories. I'll see you on Monday. We'll see how the hockey and the basketball predictions went, and hopefully there's some cool new news in the NFL. I'm Max. Take care. Enjoy your weekend. Bye.